Howdy! On today's episode of the Better Living for Texans podcast, we are discussing all things water. We will be joined by the BLT's East Regional Project Specialist, Tammy Putnam, to get to the bottom of a very important question. Why is hydration so important? Before we get to our interview, let's talk a little bit about water. Of course, at Better Living for Texans, we love research-based evidence, so I turned to a book called The Quest for Pure Water, The History of Water Purification from the Earliest Records to 20th Century by M.N. Baker and Michael Taurus to learn more. So to understand how water became such an important part of our lives, we have to go back, like way back. The search for water or clean drinking water began in the prehistoric times. Throughout history, as technology has evolved, there have been different methods to filter the water from heating water under the sun to dipping hot iron into water to filtering it through a system of gravel, of sand, and so much more. So as civilizations have become more developed, maintaining a water system which provided filtered water to people in an entire town became a priority in the 17th and 18th centuries. So in the early 1800s though, a town in Scotland became the first to implement a citywide purifying plant to provide clean water to the entire town using gravel and sand filters to treat the water, which would then be distributed to the townspeople on a horse-drawn cart. This system was soon after introduced in the United States, and it was also during the 19th century though that people began to discover that water had a significant impact on one's health. So now that the United States, well, for the most part, has accessibility to clean water, scientists and health experts have turned their focus to making sure that we are drinking enough water for us to stay healthy and prevent dehydration, which occurs when you don't drink enough water or don't get enough fluids. So let's get right into our interview with Tammy Putnam as we talk about the importance of hydration. All right, so we have on Tammy Putnam, who is a regional project specialist in the East region of Texas. So Tammy, first off, thanks for coming on and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Emily. I am the regional project specialist for the East region, and I have been doing this almost two years. Prior to this, I was an FCH agent, so um, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for asking me to help with this podcast. Absolutely. So the the topic today and the title of this episode is why is hydration so important? So I know that's a really big question, but what would you say to someone, you know, who asks you, well, why do I have to drink water if I eat the right foods or if I work out enough? Why is hydration so important? What would you say to them? Well, hydration is important because our body needs it. We excrete um, fluids throughout the day and they don't store up in our body. Um, They leave our body. So we have to replace that. And in order for our organs to function in our body, we have to keep the hydration um, flowing through our body so that we don't dehydrate because dehydration is pretty serious. Right, right. So when you're, you know, talking about hydration, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is drinking water. So what are, 
how much water does, you know, an adult or versus a kid, how much water do you need each day? Okay. As an adult, you know, you always hear the rule of thumb or you hear a lot of people saying eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day, but it's like approximately 2000 milliliters. And if you think, uh, I don't always like to use the analogy for a Coke, but it seems to be uh, the bottle, the two liter bottle of Coke um, Mm -hmm. is what you need. That's what you need to be putting in your body a day. And that is just for normal body function. That doesn't mean if you're out exercising or if you're taking medicine or if you're exerting yourself, and it also depends on the temperature outside, if you're outside. So minimum is that eight eight, eight ounce glasses of water every day or 2000 milliliters or a two liter bottle. Um, so you really need to consider that, consider all of the environmental aspects when you're uh, replacing your fluids on a daily basis. Right, right. I like that you, you know, help with the visualization because everyone kind of knows what a two liter bottle of, you know, most often it comes to mind is soda or pop or Coke, whatever you call it, wherever part of the country you're from. Um, because sometimes it's like, all right, drink eight, eight ounce glasses of water. And we're like, well, how do I calculate that out? What is that? So that's a really good visual. I think when people are trying to, you know, keep that in mind and making sure that they're drinking the most water. That's crazy though, that you said that that's just what your body needs just to function on a normal day. So, you know, here in Texas and especially in East Texas, where it's super, super humid sometimes as we're getting into these summer months, what would be some tips and tricks that you would, you know, uh, tell someone, maybe not just in East Texas, just in general, as we're, like I said, looking into these hot, hot summer months we get here in Texas to stay hydrated, um, in, in not just maybe just, you know, chugging water, but what are some other things that, that you would recommend to someone? Well, I would recommend I, to start off, I'll always keep, um, my big Yeti cup, the larger size Yeti cup filled with water at my side at all times. It helps me think about drinking water, but when you're out and about always take, uh, if not a bottled water, one that, um, you know, that you have access to, to fill, uh, with water, but always keep a bottled water with you. I think it's very important. I think when you have it in your hand or next to you or available, uh, you, um, seem to drink more and replace those fluids. I keep some in my car. You have to be careful because you don't want it to overheat. Um, but having that water available is most important. I also recommend for those that, you know, I, I, uh, I probably didn't say this in the beginning, but I did a dehydration grant with um, the Department of Health and Human Services. And so a lot of complaints or um, difficulties that people had were, I just don't like water. I just Mm -hmm. don't like to drink water. And so I always would suggest then put some fruit in it, you know, put a lemon in it and let it sit or... um, infuse fruit or vegetables or items like that just to give it its taste. Another thing that I I like to do on occasion is I buy the crystal light um, Mm -hmm. little packets. And sometimes when I'm out and about and I just can't 
you know, I don't have a desire to drink my water. I'll put a little bit of crystal light. I don't use the whole packet. Um, but I'll put a little bit of crystal light in my water just to give it a different taste. But your best bet is to use a fresh fruit or a fresh vegetable. It gives you a taste. Or you could use mint or, you know, some kind of herb mm-hmm. with a different taste. So I think that's, you know, a good idea um, to keep water with you. And then if you're not liking just a water taste to add something to it or keep the little packets for crystallite, of crystallite, you know, it access availability to be able to drink your water. Right. I like that, that there's other options that, you know, you can pick up in your local grocery store or supermarket that, you know, are still low calories. So you're not drinking a lot of sugar, um, or, you know, putting unnecessary, you know, powders and chemicals into your water just to make it taste good, that there's healthy ways and healthy alternatives to still maintain that hydration and, uh, and stay obviously healthy when, when, you know, if working out and it's crazy too, because, you know, even just being outside, like I said, as we're getting into the summer months that that will take a toll on your body and hydration is so important and making sure that, you know, we're maintaining that, that harmony and that balance within our own body through the, through the liquids that we drink. So can you also stay hydrated through just liquid, just drinking water or are there, fruits and vegetables that are also high in, in water content that maybe don't replace drinking water, but help you also stay hydrated? Well, I would like to say that there were several comments I used to get, especially with the elderly second saying, well, I drink coffee. Doesn't coffee have water? Um, but it does not have enough fluid uh, in any caffeinated drink. It's going to um, help withdraw those fluids from, from you. So, um, there are other things you just have to be careful if you're watching out your intake of flu- of sugar. You know, you want to stay away from the sugary drinks. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're wanting to replace those fluids and you can't um, replace them with water, then I would suggest like fresh fruits, watermelon. Watermelon has a lot of uh, water in it. And um, you can drink milk or tea, but again, you want to watch the sugar intake if you're, you know, have too much sugar. Um, but I would say, Emily, probably fresh fruits is your best avenue, like cantaloupe and watermelon and some of those that hold a lot of water. I, uh, a lot of times, will go to tea. Uh, of course, I drink my coffee in the morning and tea, but I always suggest that you flush your body with water, just plain Mm -hmm. cold. I like cold water. Um, So, you know, it's okay to drink some of those other products, but just be careful. Uh, Again, Mm -hmm. remember what the environment you're in. You know, if it's really hot outside, I would suggest water or maybe fruit in water. Um, But then also, like I said, other fruits and and vegetables, they contain a lot of water, so mm-hmm. they help, but they don't, they don't replace it like drinking water. Right. Absolutely. Um, I know, well, obviously right now sports and, and team sports are kind of on a hiatus at the moment as we're, you know, battling this coronavirus uh, pandemic, but especially for young kids, I think a lot of the, the favorite drink amongst, you know, 
uh, little league soccer games and such are Gatorade or Powerade or sport drinks and such. And so um, obviously, you know, those are marketed towards people who are working out and people who are being physically active, even, you know, from all ages. But what's an important thing to keep in mind, um, you know, as, as, you know, people might be going on more walks or maybe more runs since they have more time at home now. Uh, what about, where do sport drinks fit into this whole conversation on hydration? Well, it's good that you mentioned that, Emily, because a lot of people will drink those sports drinks just as an everyday drink. And it's real important to know that you're replacing your electrolytes, which are, you know, your potassium, sodium. And so you um, don't want to get too much of that. So you want to ensure that you're exerting yourself, that you're out uh, exercising, and they recommend that you be, you know, doing a endurance, you know, exercise that you're Mm -hmm. really exercising a lot in order to drink those drinks to replace your fluid. Now you want to have those electrolytes in your body, but you don't want to drink it as just a daily drink. If you're not getting out, if you're, you know, mainly inside, you want to make sure that you drink water. Um, Right. But if you are doing those sports, you know, if you're out walking, running, and you're doing it in the heat and, and it's hot outside, of course, I would suggest Gatorade or um, any of those, any of the products that, that replace that, replace your electrolytes. Absolutely. And I think now, which, which is really great, is that there are a lot of pretty much any sport drink brand now has like a zero option. So that's a really great way uh, to cut down on the sugar intake as well, I think. And they're, they're still uh, boosted with those electrolytes and such that you were talking about that help, you know, once you're doing like a really high aerobic activity, um, but then you don't have to compromise on drinking a ton of sugar because some of those drinks have, you know, up to like 45 grams of sugar in one, you know, 16 or 20 ounce bottle, which is crazy because it's, you know, kind of marketed as something that's healthy. Oh, you've been working out. Good for you. Drink, you know, this drink. And it, it makes it kind of seem like it's a, a reward. But in reality, there's a ton of hidden sugar in what you're drinking. So it's good to know that there are kind of, again, those zero options maybe out there that are, you know, healthier for, for everyone from, you know, young athletes to, to uh, older audiences. Exactly. And I think that's uh, where knowing your nutrition facts label comes into play is um, basically you just need to look at the back of that and look at the amount of sugar per serving. And um, usually like in a Coca-Cola can, if you're drinking a Coke, which is, you know, very little water, more sugar, if you drink just one, you're getting your sugar intake for the entire day. So mm-hmm. it, yes, you're right, Emily. It's so important. And I would suggest looking at that nutrition facts label and making sure that you know the amount of sugar that you're putting in your body. Absolutely. But I do know one drink that has no sugar and that like, is like you said, that's just cold water Yeah, <laughs> and there's nothing that beats it. So um, especially, especially when you're thirsty and don't I'm wait sure. until you're thirsty to drink because that's when your body is screaming for it, not, you know, you need to drink it before. And just like I said, keep it beside you. I um, always, I have a 96-year-old grandmother that 
uh, every time I go to her house, she's, I can hear her in there filling up her cup with water because <laughs> she awesome. knows that's the first that's thing awesome. she's going to ask is, where's your water? So I think yeah. it's important just to keep it with you and availability and access. Of course, you know, with uh, social distancing, them, you know, letting us open it up a more, a little more, you could stop at the store and grab a water, but cost savings wise, it's better to have that uh, available prior to leaving your home. For sure. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a great way to keep in mind of that you can reuse the same you know, container over and over again. So again, you can save money on not having to buy, you know, single use plastic water bottles too. So that's a great, great thing to keep in mind as well to help our budget. So. Yes, exactly. I do that. Yeah. I think it's important. Absolutely. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us today. I think this has been a really great conversation and and, uh, I really like what you said there at the end that don't wait till you're thirsty to start drinking water, do it throughout the day. And that will help. I think also get those, the requirements that you need those 64 ounces of water, but also just help us maintain a, a healthy lifestyle. Exactly. And, uh, you don't want to get dehydrated. Dehydration causes you to go into the hospital. And so in order just to stay hydrated, drink your water and drink it all day, every day. Absolutely. That sounds like some great advice. (laughs) Tammy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Emily. And thank you for all you do for Better Living for Texans. Oh, thank you. All right. We'll talk with you later. All right. Bye. Well, that about wraps it up for today's episode. Drink some water today and tomorrow and the day after that. And be sure to follow us and subscribe to this podcast. Also check us out on facebook.com backslash better living for Texans and on Instagram and Twitter at better Texans. We will see you next week. Have a great day. The USDA is an equal opportunity provider and employer. This material was funded by the USDA's Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP.